Welcome to Oddly Incorrect, a counterintuitive podcast. Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. I'm here. <laughs> God, I really hate this thing. <laughs> it will install, then it uninstalls. I click the link. It, is a, it does the launcher, do the launcher three times. Doesn't ever launch. So maybe one thing is open the window 10 minutes before so I can get connected. Okay. Well, I know that they were forcing people to move to version five. So you may have been caught in that wave of moving. Well, I hadn't heard that, five. but. I did have to, so I, on this one I'm using Brave browser, Brave browser, and it had to install the thing, and I'm like, oh Lord, man! <laughs> Technology, man, don't you love it? That's why we're both in that field. <laughs> you're more in it than I am, so you're you're like waist deep, and I'm only got a toe in. Anyway, exactly. how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm a little, a little choked up. I, I guess I need to stop eating watermelon before we get on the call. <laughs> watermelon? Oh man, I haven't had watermelon in in forever. But uh, too high of a sugar content for me. <laughs> uh, they what Love. they will tell you. Go in there and read the health benefits of watermelon, and then look at what you yeah. eat for breakfast and see if it's not better. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you're um, eating a sugar cereal, I would take watermelon over a sugar carb, any over yeah. wheat, oats, and corn anytime. Now I've got Greek yogurt and some berries. That's basically it. Well, Greek yogurt <laughs> and watermelon would be okay. Yeah, I should try that. I should try that. I should try you know, that. watermelon. Mom and I had. Mom and I, I think. Let's see. We get four or five breakfasts meals but with the two of us out of each watermelon so it's really cheap nice and of course you go to the heb and pick it up from there right no i we go well we don't go to heb but um we either buy it from a lady uh, that has a roadside stand or i pick it oh that's and I've, I've learned picking you know picking watermelon is like an art right is it an art i didn't realize that so she taught me that if you it's an art you you thump it or not thump it she uses her hand she just slaps it like she's slapping it and listens mm -hmm. to the sound and the deeper the sound the better it is 
But I also learned that if you're holding it, when you thump it, you feel the vibrations in your left hand. Mm. And, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me that a higher sugar content would give better vibrations. Oh, that makes sense. I, I so didn't even, I just That's my reasoning. I'm, I'm telling you, that's my reasoning. So this is a first for me to express it. So, so now, now I'm thinking you got a scoop the device. You can come up with a device that sends vibrations through the through the watermelon. You can, t uh, you know, <laughs> that would be like the multi. That would be the unitasker that Alton Brown always gets on. <laughs> Only does one thing. So if you can think of a way to make it, you know, like several different things, like check all vibrations. I guess it would work. Well, and, I don't know. I mean, the unitaskers. I mean, Unix. As a as a as is designed as a unitasker, right? Like every every command only does one thing. I mean, that's 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 a good thing, right? It's totally it's fully modular. Well, that's the way it's supposed oh. to be, isn't it? Yeah. Multitasking, multi-thread. Now I'm not. I'm going getting way out of my depth here. I never really understood what multi-threading was. I understand what multitasking is, but most right. machines don't actually multitask. You're mm -hmm. only got one app running at a time. If you're running a calculation or big major spreadsheet while you're watching YouTube, okay, now you're multitasking. But yeah. most people don't yeah. do that. Yeah. No, no, no. Human beings don't actually multitask. Devices do because they can have parallel parallel threads of, of uh, computation going on. But that's very difficult to write for because you have to you have to manage timing and all that good stuff. So unfortunately it's hard for human beings to handle it that's why we let ai write ah. our song for us <laughs> but that's not what do we want to talk about today do you want to talk about chaz or do you want to talk about the thousand talents because i think chaz, chaz is fun <laughs> chaz is fun because i can't keep it i think since we both love meta stuff i think it's a it's a very interesting thing to look into the world of and and this came up oh about a year ago when the uh let's see the democratic socialist had a convention do you remember that the democratic socialist had a convention no i do yeah. not remember that oh, i think it was the democratic socialist when they get there they don't so they got people sent uh you i need to i need to send you the link because the over democracy is just as 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 problematic as authoritarianism Mm -hmm. You can't get anything done. Yeah, because if you're if you're oh, so what they were doing, best I remember is that they were having a convention. They had a chairperson up at and I'm noted as a chairperson up at the podium, and mm -hmm. then one of them gets up, point of order, point of order. Will you people please stop talking? <laughs> Those of us that <laughs> that have uh, sensory overload disorder. Are having a hard time concentrating if you're all talking at the same time. Now that you can see this, oh, so that, then they get instead of, a, of applause, they don't applaud speakers; they do jazz fingers. That's right. <laughs> they don't want to overload. <laughs> they, you know, so you know, we all laugh, but I mean, I totally understand. There are there are people who seriously believe this. Years ago, when I was on. Um, Group facilitator lists are, you know, maybe it's training and development. They had a they had a discussion over whether a flip chart was racist. Mm. Because seriously, 
a flip Seriously, chart. A flip chart. I, I would love to hear the explanation. Okay, well, I'm about to give it to you because flip <laughs> was a pejorative for Filipino. Uh, <laughs> seriously? That's what their argument was. But, but the, the word flip is an actual English word. I understand that. <laughs> I, kn I so, know it's pejorative for Filipinos because I have Filipino friends who basically call themselves that, you know, just like... Yeah. Black friends who call themselves the N-word, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know. Unbelievable. Seriously? I, that is, uh, that is, is so, uh, God, go ahead. This is back in the 90s, man. This is, yeah. this is listservs. We're not even talking webs. We're, we're talking listservs. So <laughs> this was, I was probably on Pine then. Speaking of a unique box. That's, that's hard, hard to believe, but. Uh, I guess I guess you're right. I guess every anybody, but if you think about it, anybody could be offended by anything. Any word, right. I, I think I put out there something. No word is innocent. Absolutely, mm -hmm. no word is in a, innocent. There is not. Yeah. Because it's all built around words are all hinged on some emotion. Even yeah. logic. Logic is hinged on emotion. And yeah. and when people under don't understand that, they're if they're only going with with the motions then they're only going they're leaving out the logic they're leaving out the reason they're going with emotions but all mm -hmm. words are hinged or are founded on an emotion somewhere and right. and you may have to un, you may want to deconstruct it way down to get to it but you will find it but is that the reason why we're having so much pushback on these things is because basically people are just letting their emotions run rampant and they're not controlling themselves uh well okay so you're hitting on so you hit on Chaz. So let, let's look at Chaz. What is likely to be going on there? There, You can go with the entitled thing and all this stuff, but the stuff I'm reading is, and I need, I've got this bookmark. I don't know. You know, I'm pretty brave about what I put on Facebook, but on this one, I'm like, okay, I don't really have a dog in this fight, but <laughs> it's a young lady who was who joined the, who's at Chaz, and she go and they, they tell them to lock up your tents if you're gonna go, if you're gonna not and take your valuables. So yep. she locks up her tent, whatever that is, and then goes off to walk around the the, the Chaz compound, I guess. Yeah, ex do some dancing, comes, experience the place, you know, because it's all right, it's like right. it's like a block party. That's how it's yeah. been described, right? Well, I can tell you inside the thing, it's not. That's not exactly what it's what it's like, but anyway, oh. um, she walks around. She comes back, and her eye, her Air Mac is stolen. Mm -hmm. her so iMac. what they're so, so what they have saying, what they're telling her is that it was not stolen. It was reappropriate reappropriated to somebody who needed it more than you did. I need. I, yeah, let me see if I can find this. I because if there is no, if there is no, uh, if there is no pr property, then there cannot be any theft. Right. Right. Theft doesn't exist because no one owns anything. Well, it's oppressive to own anything. Right. Oh, it's oppressive to own anything. To any, actually I mean, own, anything. It's oppressive own, to, to have, the copper. It's oppressive. You know. It's oppressive to the gold. It's impressive, oppressive to the artichoke. Whatever 
I mean, if you go the full extent, that's, and you'll find out quickly that their ideals don't work in the real world. So anyway, mm -hmm. let me see. I, I haven't found it yet. No, but that's, that's interesting that you should say that. So, so basically, if there is no ownership, then then uh, anybody can take anything from anyone and it's not theft because there's no Correct. personal property. And if there's no personal property, how could you possibly, how could you possibly have anything that isn't that, like if you can't own anything, how do, how do you, I mean, I, what do those kind of societies, how do those societies work if there's no ownership? I mean, okay, we also so, had societies like that prior to the concept of ownership, right? Or did we always have human beings have the concept of ownership? <clears throat> did we all have, well, let's go back to Cain and Abel. Okay. So we're now we're getting back to envy again. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt not, <laughs> so thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's eye. But Aren't there, we? Some, there must be some societies that uh, that we didn't have. We didn't have uh, ownership, right? There was a tribe. There was a tiny little tribe or a family, and everybody within the family, or every everybody within the tribe, just owned. There was no concept of ownership. This is the tribes. So, so let me ask you: ownership is a really complex thing. Is it material ownership? What if your what if your status is higher than mine? Do you mm -hmm. own it or do do I give it to you? And if I give it to you, how do I own it to give it to you? Well, let's let's stick with uh, with physical <laughs> object ownership because that's what that's what this was, right? Just just for now. Okay. Just for now, just for now let's just make the argument that uh, she. Um, sorry. Uh, You're right. It was a she. It was a it was a young lady. Yeah, so she she thought that she owned these things, but coming into Chaz, basically, uh, without her understanding it, she gave up her rights to ownership of physical property. Yes. Right. So even though they were in her possession, the word possession doesn't mean anything within the within the bounds of Chaz. Right. There is there are no possessions. Right. Imagine. Imagine no possessions. <laughs> I don't know if you were going the same place where I was going, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was going yeah. for John Lennon. Yeah, 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 yeah. So imagine, you know, any, so you can imagine all that stuff, but you can't actually put it in practice. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe we'll ever get there. I really don't believe well, we'll get there. So they are trying to put in practice, right? So that's that's they are. the interesting thing about this whole experiment. And, I, and you you listen to Scott Adams just as I do. So he was saying, oh, I want to see what happens. I want to see what the results of this experiment are. And it's already, you know, it's already, there's it's already showing cracks, right? Uh, because you can't have that kind of independent state unless it's, you know, you don't have no, any supplies, you don't have things flowing into it, things flowing out of it. You have to have trade with the outside world. You can't have an isolated sort of living area. And um, there's so many different uh, theories on why this thing has become what it is. It's almost like people needed something to blow off steam. They needed a place to get away from their families, which are all broken. So it's cathartic. Uh, you know, it's a cathartic yeah. response. Okay. Yeah. And you think, so, go fine. Ahead. It can't, how long can it last? It can't possibly last very long. No. You can't right. live on emotion for, I, 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 well, I don't, I can't say can't. So 
a double negative makes it true. You can live an emotion a long time, but you will not be living. I mean, if you go from emotion to emotion, how sooner or later the mechanism wears down. I mean, if the if there's an if you know anything about executive function and cog, cognitive abilities and those types of things, mm-hmm. the executive function is a finite source. I would say that emotions are not as, as small a finite resource, but eventually you wear out and you will sleep and you will sleep for a very long, for two or three days. I mean, right. you're emotion, 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 because you're getting so many hits on dopamine and oxytocin and uh, serotonin. I mean, sooner or later, your brain is going to just, the wires are going to get fried and you've got yeah. to, you've got to break down and start thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And I mean, I think it's even more, uh, uh, it's even more along the lines of just physical requirements, right? I mean, how are they getting food? How are they getting water? How are they getting okay, so electricity? Are, to their you, phones? Know you know what they're doing. Have you heard what they're doing? No, I have the people, not. The people that actually lived in the, in the eight square blocks or the eight blocks of the territory are being, um, uh, their, their foods are and goods are being commandeered. I, that's not exactly mm-hmm. what, what they're going house to house and give us water, give us food and, and, you know, give it to us. Uh, it's our, we we own this land, whether they live in the house or not, they're commandeering. I mean, essentially, and they go often enough that if people turn them down, they come back. But once it's gone, it's gone. I mean, they're not making new food. So no, and so <laughs> they're having to, let's see, uh, let me see, what was the point I was going to make about that? Is they're, they're having to rely on outside forces. They cannot, I don't know, have you seen them, the, the picture of them planting a garden? Yes. With a cardboard underlay and, and dirt? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and they're and are, they're thinking that they're going to be able to eat off that garden within the next two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah. They're gonna be starving for then. Yeah. So anyway, exactly. can I share files on Zoom or not? Yeah, you can, but uh I'm not showing any I'm not showing anything, so people aren't going to be able to see it. That's fine. I'm sharing it with you. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you can absolutely share files. Okay, let me files see how me. I can do this. But the, uh, the um, but, but the, I mean, that's basically, isn't that sort of the, the perfect example of a communist society that it cannot survive without a capitalist society? Oh, okay, you, you, now you remind me. No man is an island. Absolutely, right. this is an example of no community isn't an island. Not anymore. So there, so you think about all, you know, you, well, don't you, you, if you, I'm, I have a lot of conflicting emotions and I'm trying to get to the thought. Okay. That was supposed to be a joke. (laughs) (laughs) You've over the years when you, you debated with somebody about socialist ideology, well, don't you enjoy uh, libraries, don't you enjoy w- roads? How about water, sewer, all that kind of stuff? 
that's I don't believe in socialism. It's it's a service, yes, and we pay for it, but it is not a means of production. We are the means of production. Absolutely. On all of that. And socialists socialists they conflate those things and we get so and we get that. So we we forget that we're not an island. I I mean we haven't been an island probably as an individual island in probably 70, 80 years. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm nearly 64. So we were in, we were already embedded in a society whenever I was born. So over more than 60 years ago. So uh, probably the, about the time the last homesteader uh, and yeah. took advantage of the Homestead Act. Yeah. They were an island. They could grow their own food if they found a water source and they could hunt their own food. So, I mean, but other people don't really think think about the resources that are at their fingers that they don't have to go get themselves. That's right. No one is, no one is, no one can be self-sufficient any longer. I mean, you can. I, I don't think it. it's possible. I really don't. You, you can, I mean, you really have, like if you wanted to, and this is another point that Scott Adams makes, is like if you take all of these individuals and you shove, sh- put them in a commune somewhere on a farm in the middle of somewhere where they can grow their own vegetables and they can hunt and all that stuff. So basically put them on a homestead where they can fend for themselves, then then it is possible. But where they are probable. Right now, so they, it is possible. Yeah, is it probable? None of these people know how to do any of this stuff. That's the thing. It's like n- none of us have been taught this kind of the, the kind of animal husbandry, the 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 agricultural know know uh, know how to be able to do this stuff anymore. We're not homesteaders anymore, right? And they would have to become homesteaders again, and they would have to be taught how to be a homesteader, how to survive in that kind of environment before you could drop them in there, and. You know, throughout history, whenever any, whenever this has been tried as an experiment, it has always failed. It's always needed outside help to continue because it just cannot survive on its own. And like I think proving that no man is an island, no, none of these communes are islands. So it's doubly uh, important in the socialist sense because uh, every socialist society has had a capitalist society feeding it. And even Marx himself had, uh, what's his name, Engels feeding him right so so the reality is that there's no such thing like you cannot have a global socialist society or a global communist society because there's no capitalist society to feed off of right i mean so doesn't that prove it's kind of like the emmanuel kant's rule is like you can't take take something and spread it out to everybody and then say well this is why it's wrong because not everybody can do it so how do you say that murder is wrong well if everybody could murder then everybody would kill everybody so that's wrong Right, so you can't take something like social. Well, slow down. It's You're right. hitting me with lots of things I got to think about. So <laughs> go back with spread out everything. So Emmanuel okay. Kant, you can't <laughs> you can't share everything with everybody because yeah. that would be wrong. It's a it's a uh, it's a it's kind of like a, a smell test on a particular ethical item, right? So if everybody did it, so what you do is you take this thing or this action. Right. And you say, what if everybody was allowed to do that? Is it would it create a tenable situation? Right. So you say, well, let's say everybody could murder. Well, if everybody could murder, then everybody would kill everybody else. And then there'd be no more human race. So that's, oh, not, be one. that's a starter. There'd be one that's, left. There would be the Omega yeah. man. 
Exactly. So let's say everyone can steal. Well, if everyone could steal, then, you know, then you'd have, uh, you know, mayhem and destruction. So, whoa, 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 whoa. But, stop. Let's stop with everyone can steal. <laughs> everyone, because that's what they're, that's essentially what they're telling this young lady at, exactly. uh, at, uh, at, what is it? Chop? Is it? I think they changed some of the name. <laughs> it was no, it was Chaz. I think it's Chop now. It's Chop now. Oh, it's Chopped. Okay. Okay. Who was it? I heard this yesterday. The reason that they changed the name is because you seen the film Wedding Wedding Chacker, uh, the Wedding mm-hmm. Wedding mm-hmm. Crashers. Yeah. Will Ferrell's character in that that lives in his mom's basement <laughs> is Chaz. I know. <laughs> Does <laughs> if they change the name? I have no. It's probably a, uh, an apocryphal Un- story, but that's not a good one. Unwittingly fitting. That's the beauty of it. It's unwittingly fitting. I, I, I love it. But yeah, so no, the the Kantian rule. If I could remember what it was called, see, I see how rusty I am in the philosophy. Is uh, well, that you need to global, you need to brush up, buddy. Globalize globalize the thing and then see if it's tenable. Right? Is it tenable? What do you What do you mean by tenable? Because I'm. I mean, can you imagine a world where that can actually op? Can you imagine a civilization operational uh, continue to operate if this rule were global? Right. So you take sustainable. This, so it's sustainable. It's synonymous with sustainable. Yeah. So you take this action and you say, okay, now everyone in the world can do it. So if everyone in the world is allowed to do it, is this a sustainable society? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not something that you should be doing, period, right? So it's, it's kind of like, a, 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 you know, if we set this rule to, for every, that it's okay for everyone, then can we go on as a society, right? So, for example, coveting, right? Coveting, you can say, well, everyone can covet, but if they don't act on their coveting, then we're probably okay, right? right. It's not acting on the coveting. So, you know, theft, may, probably not. Murder, definitely not, right? So there's certain, so you build your ethics based on, can we globalize this thing? And if we can globalize this thing, then maybe it's okay for us to do it. But if we can't globalize it, then it's a non-starter. So as you mean, something like that kind of thing where you're talking about theft or there's no such thing as personal property. I think we've had personal property even before we were humans, right? I'm Ugg and I've got these apples I collected from the tree and I'm not going to let you have my apples just like chimps, chimps won't let each uh, other chimps have their apples. So the, the concept of personal property, this is mine because I worked to get it, is, is like ingrained beyond the human race, right? Hmm, let me think about that. Ugg, so what you're what if you're, if I, oh, by the way, look in the group chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, an individual. So this goes back to once again goes back to envy, but it also goes back to my response to your question on Cora. I don't know if you're following it anymore, but there's whoever whoever was commenting to you that you that you mentioned. I'm commenting to her, asking her question. Mm-hmm. And so she's, I asked her for an example for greed and she came up with any man, a large man goes and eats a five course meal and has another and another. And I'm going to, that doesn't sound like greed to me. It sounds like gluttony. And what's the difference between greed and gluttony? And one of them is consumable. Gluttony mm-hmm. is consumable. So 
let's go back to envy. You can always, a consumable thing means it has to be replenished at some point. Gold, on the other hand, as a material thing, doesn't need to be replenished because its value is inherent in its existence. And it's, it's, there's a value that is imbibed on gold that doesn't need to be replenished. You can just stockpile it, which does kind of go to greed. Mm -hmm. And by having your stockpile, I can now be envious of you, can be, not necessarily am. Is that making sense? Are we hitting yep. a note there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Can be. Can be. No, uh, exactly. No, nothing is. <laughs> so nothing really is. Can is, be determined 100%. But go on. But if. So going to. Going back to Chaz. They 100% believe that they were able to go in and confiscate people's property because they didn't believe in property to start with. At one point, I mean, the point is, is they want to stop this, they can shut off the water, shut off the electricity, shut off the sewer facilities, shut off the cell facilities, and, and absolutely put, okay, you've got to, Furnish all this on your own. Okay, now they have to. Now they have to come together, mm -hmm. and either they either they manufacture something that will create a, uh, any of those services I just mentioned: water, food, electricity, cell service, sewage, all that stuff. Or they have to they have to labor enough to contract it out, outsource it. Right. Well, but how could they, how are they going to compensate the people who are going to provide those things? That's they that's why they have to they have to do something to contract it out because con you know I'm not going to get if I there may be some people in Seattle who are willing to do some of those things, but I can't imagine that they're that that the people who are providing porta potties are not going to sooner or later be saying, okay, this is expensive. We did it out of the goodness of our heart for the first week or two. But if you want to continue service, X dollars a week or a month or whatever. Well, I think and that, where is that going to come from? Well, I think that's, I think that's exactly the core of the argument is that these people are not looking to make money to pay for, or, or they're not looking to work to do to get those things given to them they're looking for a patron who can just give it to them without them having to actually do anything right they're saying they what they're saying is that there's so much wealth out there right now in the world why there's so much wealth out there right now in the world that you don't need it all hey wealthy person why are you doing with all this wealth why don't you give us yeah, some of okay. it okay you've got so much of it that we're and you can just give it to us because you know we we're humans and we deserve a life and we we need to eat and we need electricity and we need water, but you have too much money, you don't really need it. Give it to us. So they're looking so for why patients. did they pick Capitol Hill instead <laughs> of the Amazon campus, <laughs> where there really is money? Because Amazon Hill, I don't know, I don't know Seattle. I've never, I've never been there. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like it's a wealthy environment. It's, I mean, it's not a gated community. 
why not take a gated community and take that? Why do they well, take that? Go it's ahead. just an easier place for them to uh, to barricade. I think they did, and, and, and I don't think they're thinking about. I don't think they're thinking about people in the local area. That's why they're going around asking for stuff from people, right? They want. They just want contributions. They want to be. They want uh, some rich patron, in the same way Engels did with Marx, to pay their way so that they can do whatever they want. So they don't want to work for money. They want just want money given to them because they feel that there's too much money out there and the people who have the money don't deserve the money. Well, they may be, but that's why I'm saying, why, why didn't they pick the Amazon campus <laughs> instead of picking maybe a pro I'm going to take that. It's a middle-class neighborhood. Well, um, Jeff Bezos would have probably kicked them off in like three seconds. Exactly. <laughs> the, you know, you go back to what happened in the, in the cult when the coal mining, uh, towns, whenever they'd go on strike, they'd have uh, strike busters show up. It'd be the same thing. It, it's like, you don't own this property, get off. <laughs> mm -hmm. With people with shotguns, you know, so. Yeah. So they, their ownership is there. Ownership is there for Bezos, but these, so go back to your people who are living in a world where the, they're the grasshopper in the middle of the ant. Do you know the story? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The world owes me a living. Yeah. But that's exactly, is that not exactly what these people are expecting? I don't it's, see, I'm, I'm not even sure of the motivation. The motivation for them to set this thing up, I mean, that is, that's gonna be a fascinating thing. Because they don't want to do leadership, they, and I think they've learned this uh, from uh, the Yellow Vest uh, in in France. So they're doing um, they're doing a leaderless society. What did Except you say? Chaz the rapper. You 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 run across Chaz the rapper. Uh, you mean uh, I thought he stepped down. He was the warlord for, uh, did yeah. he step down? Well, there's there's video I saw of him passing out AR-15s this morning, so. Yeah, I think I think he, I think he stepped down, so maybe not. But you're, uh, did you see that um, thing that was circulating around Reddit about how they're trying to pick a council, a leadership council? No, go ahead, I'm listening, because this is fascinating off, to me. They started off with, um, like, they tried to have, like, a five-person council, Mm -hmm. And then they realized not enough people were represented, so there weren't any trans uh, people. Oh, yeah. Okay, so identity politics. Kept, they just kept, huh? Identity politics. Yeah. You, and they I don't understand adding. you, so go ahead. I'm listening. They just kept adding and adding and adding people to the council because they realized, oh, wait a minute, there's no children on the council, and then there's no this on the council. And that's, so at the end of this uh paper it was like a position paper on what the council how the council should be formed they were talking about oh you know give us more uh, feedback on how this should how this council should be put together and it was posted apparently there's a reddit there's a subreddit on, yeah. on channels and it was posted in that subreddit and people were looking at it, it's like is this real or is this a uh is this a parody and nobody could tell if it was real or a parody that they couldn't decide on the leadership council because it wasn't inclusive enough. 
So there there was no end to the inclusivity. And the reality is, if you think about intersectionality, everybody does have their own reality. Everybody does have their own story. So unless you include everybody in Chaz in the leadership council, there's no way you can get the correct level of representation. Isn't that right? I, uh, as in, uh, yes, but none of that that you just talked about takes into account the proclivities of the human to make decisions. Mm. Because there will be people who don't care. I, I mean, I, you and I probably, probably me, more me with group processes and that stuff. There are people in the group who will, whatever the group says, right? There will be people in the group who will dictate what the group is going to do. And there are going to be people who go against the dictation and present an alternative. So there's conflict. Mm -hmm. Now, we're talking about conflict here. My guess is that they're trying to avoid um, conflict. They're trying by by doing by including everybody. You don't set a boundary. You don't set an arbitrary thing. Um, right. And you don't, and everyone's valued, okay? But at some point, when you get a hundred and you get over one hundred and fifty people, make trying to make a decision. You make anything over eight, seven or eight people making decisions. It's going to be really difficult to do. Now, I don't think they have the skills that would allow them to get there. I I, I really doubt that they they have thought about how do you govern. 500 people with total drop, uh, total um, in a, I don't want to say collaborative form, in a cooperative manner. I don't, uh, people, people have different ideas. And this goes back to what I was saying with the Socialist Democrat Convention. They have different ideas of governing. And if you're inclusive, at some point you're going to have, to get things done, to be effective and efficient. Two things, what we both talk about uh, often is scope and scale. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that. They understand the politics, which is all, nearly all ideology, nearly all politics are ideology. Some of them work better than others. Marx and and uh, cultural Marxism has not, and even socialism has not been shown to be sustainable over a long period of time mm-hmm. without some really, some, some uh, what am I trying to think of? Some uh, autocratic measures being instituted and that kind of defeats the whole purpose of the socialist. Well, exactly. I mean, that's what I'm saying is that these things are not sustainable. So I don't, know, not. Keep, I don't know why we keep going back to them other than the fact that we have, we, we seem to ignore, conveniently ignore the fact that these things are not sustainable. Well, okay, because the economics, and I'm not gonna say, I, even I, not, I'm, I'm not all that good at economics, but we don't understand behavioral economics well mm. enough to understand that the transactions are a transfer of value from one person to another. If you're all valuable, then all transfers are also valuable. Mm. And there, you know, you're not going to be able to prioritize. And I think a lot of times when you run across people who are like, well, we can, you know, 
um, trying to think of, I've got lots of examples and I'm trying to pick one where the sensitivity, the sensitivity gets in the way of action is the inclusivity to get, to get the, you know, uh, I don't want car, I don't want fluorinated water. So I have to have pure spring water. Okay, but I don't want uh, plastic uh, bottles. Okay, so that's the next. I mean, every one of those is an objection. And you can keep objections going till where you cannot, you will die of thirst. You understand where I'm going? Mm-hmm. Is to get it, mm-hmm. what we're dealing with is perf- they're trying to get to a nation state of perfection. They don't understand that it doesn't work that way in reality. It's great, and as I always talk about this, it's easy to put all this stuff together in your mind, but when you put it on in practice, that's where you find out that there's conflicts in the way you're thinking and the way everybody else is thinking, and you have to work that out. They're not thinking that way. That's what I was saying. The, I will bet there are very few of them that have the group facilitation skills necessary to include all people to make a decision. I, I do not see that as working out. Because there are ways to do it. I just don't think they have the skills to do it. You're right. They don't have the skills to do it. But again, it's still says even if they did have the skills to do it, they don't have the resources to do it. They well, right? and I, my guess is they don't look at resources as time. Time is a resource. Energy is a resource. And I'm, the energy I'm talking about is psychological and cognitive energy. Hmm. You know, they don't, they're not thinking, they're thinking, you know, we're all, let's all, let's, uh, let's imagine the way it could be. And there's re- they don't recognize there's a reason why it's not that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like what we were talking about last week with the, oh, defund the police, defund the police, get rid of the police. And anywhere where it's done, there's still a police-like force that still needs to be brought in. Right. So it, it's not that it doesn't exist. It's just in a different form. They were talking about Camden, New Jersey. Those are the, that's the town that uh, eliminated the cops, but they eliminated the cops because they were all corrupt. So they, they basically fired everybody and create a whole new police force. Right. Right. So, I mean, are they asking, are these people asking for the same thing? Are they asking for, they're not asking for that, but that's exactly what they're going to have to do. What they will talk about, um, is the system is corrupt. The institution of policing is corrupt. And that is because it is, it is, it has been ad hoc and never actually built from the ground up. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Is yep. is that? It, oh well, we take so their the scope and the scale of their mission has never been defined, and notice that they, it always extends. It always gets mm-hmm. bigger because they've not gone back and rethought everything from they. What are they doing? And saying we're not going to do this anymore. Right. Uh, that just never happens. We're not. Yep. And that's what they're actually. I think what they're going to encounter is we're not going to do this anymore, but we are going to do this. I don't think they'll be able to defund the police. If you're watching right. what's going on on um, on TV, nearly every Democrat wants to get away from that that mentality, which is really pondering watching um, 
what's her uh Illid Omar trying to drag them back to it. I'm like, oh yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that I mean isn't that part of the whole but that's also there's for for Omar there's a couple of other things though though. I mean she's interested in bringing in Sharia law, no? I mean right. there's all that that piece of it which apparently uh, they're thinking about doing in, in Ontario as well in Canada. So in uh, there's lots of Muslims there who are thinking about bringing in Sharia law into Ontario. They want to they want to overwrite the country's laws with that, at least in specific areas. Which is, if you ask me, a non-starter. But there's still people who you know in the in the in the guise of being politically correct, they still pay lip service to it. And so well, okay, so let's now. let's take that. Why is, why don't why don't the Chaz people, whoever they are, look at a an alternative form of um, a legal system like Sharia law and see if they can put it together. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I suspect that there's a reason. At, at I and this is what I believe in organizational theory. The reason organizational culture is is the way that it is is because somebody somebody somewhere some group of people benefits from it being that way and i truly believe that in every organization somebody somewhere is the beneficiary and i'm not talking about uh, stakeholders i'm talking about shareholders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that actually have financial um financial uh skin in the game i guess is what i'm trying to say right because i've i've been in going in there's there nearly every at the heart of it nearly every conflict in an organization is a group that is controlling the, re, the what happens with the rest of the group they might not even recognize that they're the controlling factor but they're they will do things like this and not the way we do things around here i've seen my personal experience a guy that came in and had really good instincts on how to put together an organization from the theory side get pulled down because people would say that's not the way we do things around here so they they wanted is it's the devil the devil you know not the devil you don't know and they Mm -hmm. did not want the devil they didn't know because they knew how to control the devil they knew so where do you see this going? Do you think that uh, it's it's actually going to continue to be sustained because people are just going to continue giving them money so that they can maintain it, or do you think it's eventually going to fall apart? So do they have do they have a GoFundMe page? Um, I don't know. And don't, if they do, yeah. didn't they set up a bank somewhere because they got to have somebody with an account, so they got to be trust in there. Somebody's going to own something that somebody else didn't own. All I've seen. All I've seen is a contribution panel. Like they have a whiteboard up near the edge of the of the zone, which says this is what we need. Yeah. Well, so there were like pants and food and this and that, and and I guess people come by and contribute. I guess uh, certain people who are who are sympathetic to the cause, they brought bring stuff by and they let them have it. So it, it's, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be sustained to the point where. But the problem, I think the thing is that's interesting about this whole experiment is that they're building the same kind of structures internally that you need externally, that we have externally already 
to maintain it, right? So it's like any other kind of civilization. So all they're doing is recreating it with another name, right? right? The only difference is that they say that there's no hierarchy, but there's obviously a hierarchy, right? There's obviously some kind of hierarchy. It may not be stated, but there's obviously a hierarchy, right? Who, who is allowed to go around and shake down other people for money and stuff? Oh, that's a collective effort. Everybody takes it. <laughs> but if yeah, everybody and, can take out everybody need, else. <laughs> it's a need expressed. I need to eat. So we all get together. If you, so my guess is you don't, you don't collect, you don't eat. I mean, well, essentially, you don't collect food, you don't eat food. So right, that's, but, that's a strong motivating factor for a lot of people. <laughs> but if you don't, if... Uh, but it, what, what happens when the food runs out? Do you still need contribution? Got to go back. It's a consumable. Yeah. It's what we were saying on, on what I was saying. The difference between greed and, and gluttony is it's a consumable. It's a, you've got to replenish it all the time. First of all, it'll, unless it's a drug. This is a watermelon. economic. Um, unless it's a, a dry, what do they call it? Like beans and rice and those things. Uh, Non-perishable. Unless it's a non-perishable food, then they've got to constantly refresh it. Milk Mm -hmm. is going to spoil. Eggs are going to rot. Kale is going to eventually deteriorate. They got to do something with it. They either consume it. I mean, this essentially this goes back to the Bible about manna. Mm -hmm. You know, they would store it away and it would disappear. Because mm. the next day, they, God told them, I'm going to feed you just enough. You will not go hungry. If, uh, you will not go hungry. I will provide you with manna every day. And they, they got greedy, I guess, is a good thing. And they started storing it up, and it spoiled overnight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's lessons to be learned there is that you, you're going to eventually have to trust on somebody to provide yes is is that another lesson on envy <laughs> it is uh, well actually that's a, a lesson goes more directly to greed because it's a resource mm. but it's a it's a going back to manna it, it, as a resource and a consumable it right. is both, so it's it's a resource if you, if you can use it the next day or you know two or three days later Mm. But if it's consumable, sooner or later you got to consume it. Yeah. So I guess rice and beans might be the exception to the rule on that. Well, and probably and dry can, corn. Can you survive? Can you survive on that? I mean, you're not. Rice it's not and beans. Yeah. Talk to the people in in uh, Louisiana. They they basically live on rice and beans. I think there's some sausage in there too, but I'm not really sure uh, about that. Yeah, there must be protein in there somewhere. So I mean, well, well beans, beans has protein. Yeah. You know, if you get the right kind of beans, it's got protein in it, and you could probably live off of that, I would guess. Yeah, uh, and then during feudal times, didn't didn't uh, uh, the people live off of bread and stuff like that? Like really, real real staples that hardly anybody had anything to eat. Browns, so. tortillas. I mean, yeah. basically tortillas. It was there was widespread malnutrition in a shorter lifespan. Right. So. <laughs> so what well, they ought to do right now is is set up a a medical study of all the people that are in Chaz, 
and do a longitudinal study over for the rest of their life to see what the impact of being in socialist in a so, socialist utopia had on them. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that's totally. And I, I'm also of the thought that they really do need to have, if they could, if they could find some patrons who could actually sort of lift it and shift it into some place where people could become homesteaders and be self-sufficient and see how long it survives like that on its own. Right. Well, I've, been, I've been talking, I don't know if, if you pick uh, what they call it. Fox had a, Fox had a reality program two or three years mm -hmm. ago about a bunch of people coming together, trying to make a farm work, I think. Yeah. And a lot of the things that you're, that we that we've been talking about came up. Governance is how you know laziness, all all that stuff. I wish I could remember what it was called. I don't know that it lasted out the season. <laughs> I don't know whether uh, it just kind of disappeared. But as far as seeing the politics of people, the inclusion, all that all that stuff came up. You know, yeah. this is how we're going to run this place. And I think what they did is that they had somebody who was the leader for a week and whatever they said was the way it was going to be. Right. I, I need and to look that up. It was a reality thing. I think it was on Saturday, Sunday night. But it's fascinating to see the group politics because you actually got to see it. Right. So we should see if we can, if, if there's a way for them to actually turn that into a working community that can survive. But like I said, I mean, I, I've done re research into these companies because I was just so so fascinated with these things because we, we come across like I mean, when I went last time I went to um, what was it? Uh, what was the name of that town? Uh, it's it's not oh, it's Orange somewhere in Orange County. No, it's not Orange County. It is uh, Ontario, Ontario, California. So I, I'm fascinated with Ontario because Ontario is named after Ontario, the, right. the province in Canada, because the original founders actually came down to that area in California and they built a, uh, a perfect city, or at least that's what they called it. Like if you do some research on it, they, they wanted to build a, a city, a perfect city with, you know, av like perfect avenues and, 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 and they wanted it. They, there was a lot of utopianism, let's say in the twenties and thirties and whenever this was that this happened. And there were these kinds of utopian communes all over the country and, and they all failed. Right. Each and every one of them. And the, the, they lasted between two and 20 years. And the ones that lasted two years were secular. And the ones that lasted 20 years were religious. So the religious ones always lasted way longer because they had the, you know, the, the, the religious ties pulling them together. And, and, but, but each and every one of them failed. So I don't see any reason why uh, Chaz could possibly succeed any further either and it, it's definitely secular so uh, why why should it last any longer than two years well right? it's, so far it is they may develop a, spiritu a spiritual part within the the at some point an ideology's got i believe um comes out of the culture uh, right. andrew bachort said that uh, politics is downstream of culture so yeah. they're still they're still forming a culture I, yeah. I think we're a little bit early now. Uh, there, all the arts and all that music and all that, stuff, all that stuff is there, but that's not that's the tapestry of culture, not the culture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
if they had a um I just listened to this the other day about the um impressionist uh artist in French in France doing their own competition and not mm-hmm. going up against the academy. It was a podcast. It is real is it's un uh, unseen something, I think. And they talk about how they created their own competition so that they could they could compete against each other instead of the formal artists that the academy approved of. Right. And it's it's a really good example of what these the people in Chaz are looking at is they're they're cleaving themselves off, but they're not putting the structures in place to where they can be sustainable. They're doing the feel good stuff now and not the hard work of putting in the values and all in the symbolism and the mythology and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, I got to jump. I, I know, know. I know. I know. <laughs> we'll keep talking about this. Well, I'll send uh, you a look at the group chat. I put the link in there so you can look at it. Yeah. Talk to you later, man. Thanks. All right, bye. bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.